0: welcome to the renegade yogi podcast experience join myself zorananda and this episode's guest as we explore yoga in the modern world prepare yourself as we will experience yoga like never before sit down with guests and talk about all things yoga and how it relates to their life. I'm Zorananda and today we are doing a solo episode continuing on the theme of the chakras. So in episode 2 I went into kind of the history of the chakras, who brought the idea to the West and how that idea grew into the knowledge that we have today. And My goal here in this series is to look at each chakra specifically and go into as much detail about it as possible to get a better understanding of a more authentic view of it. Now, I can only do the best that I can, and I think I'm going to be subject to Some little faults here and there. And that's, I think, a natural phenomena because when we talk about something that we're passionate about and we go into subjects that we've learned personally, we're going to be subject to some inaccuracies. And so I just ask to have you do your due diligence in looking up this information as well. I don't think I ever want to be an authority absolutely on any of these things. And so I think it's just a good idea to get a sense of what this information is like on your own and to compare what I've said to what other people have said to what some yogis have said And that way, the cross-referencing can paint a better picture of the information. With that, today we are going into Muladhara Chakra. Now, one thing to keep in mind, a lot of what I'm going to be talking about are Sanskrit words. First of all, like Muladhara, um, Yantra, Mantra, Bija... Things like that, and I'm gonna explain everything as thoroughly as I possibly can. I'm gonna show a picture of the chakra, and for any of you listening, I'll tell you where to find the picture so you can see it yourself. So today, we are starting from the bottom with the first chakra, Muladhara chakra. And Muladhara simply means root system or root support, mula Dada, root support. And the element associated with muladhara is earth. It's the most primordial, it's the most dense. And I'm going to show a picture here. This is the yantra of muladhara. So for those of you who are listening to this, Um, If you can, just simply Google Muladhara Chakra, so M-U-L-D-H-A-R-A-C-H-A-K-R-A, Muladhara Chakra. And what you're going to look for is a symbol with a white background with four red, excuse me, petals with these um, yellow symbols in each petal. A yellow square with a symbol in yellow in the middle of the square and a gray elephant at the bottom and two circles with two deities in it. This is the closest representation of the original Tantric Muladhara yantra, right? So yantra is simply the thing that you're seeing here um, which roughly translates to mechanism. Um, I'm going to go into that possibly a little bit later, but the thing that I want to focus on here is the yellow square. So normally when we hear about chakras, we're giving a description that it's correlated with the rainbow. So just like how you'd see a rainbow starts with red, orange, yellow, green, blue, uh, purple indigo, um, or indigo violet. <clears throat> but like I said in episode two, when I was talking about generally about the chakras, that was adopted and adapted to the chakras by a French um, scientist back in like the late 1800s, early 1900s. And so you have to understand that what we're seeing here with the yellow square and the red petals and the deities, this is an original depiction. So when you go into the chakra system and you look at India as a whole, there are going to be many different um depictions of of the chakras and colors and what i'm focusing on particularly is the tantric scheme cuz to me i think it makes the most sense um so the middle symbol is called a bija mantra and the bija mantra is lam l a m and so the bija mantra is an activator or an initiator to the Excuse me. The awareness into the chakra, right? And the square actually symbolizes earth as solidity, and the color yellow is associated with um, with clay, with the clay of the earth, which is kind of a grayish yellow. But in this one, it's more uh, vibrant and. The elephant and the deities and the other symbols, I'm not going to get too much into because I just want to kind of describe the basics of it and go more into the psychology. So... So let's go into the attributes of, of Muladhara and what we can kind of look forward to in understanding why it's important and what are the qualities of this chakra other than just the shape and the color and um, you know superficial stuff like that. So, Muladhara has to do with security, family, ancestry, and um, grounding, right? So, think of the connection to the earth, right? and And your connection to the earth is actually directly... Associated with the connection to your family because your family, your mother and your father, whoever, brought you into this world. And they were brought into this world by your grandparents. They were brought into the world by great-great-grandparents and so on. And so there's this ancestral lineage that's tied to your life and which keeps you grounded to... Your own genetics and your own lineage. And so, the thing that I want to really clear up is this whole idea of aligning chakras and clearing chakras, and that, um, you know, there's all this either negativity or imbalances and stuff like that. What I focus on rather is how do I strengthen and create harmony in my relationships when it comes to my ancestry, when it comes to my family, um, close friends, and to the earth. And so that is what's going to help actually have you understand the energies involved in this chakra and at literally the starting point of our life, right? Because the original cells that we divided from, right? So the the very first cells are actually located in your sacrum. And so that is the seat and the tie to the origin of your life. And the kind of miraculous thing in yoga is the saying, where your mind goes, energy flows, right? So when you start to adopt a yoga practice, and you start to bring in this knowledge of muladhara, you say to yourself, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start focusing in on the root chakra, I'm gonna start visualizing into the yellow square, I'm gonna start chanting lam, Uh, I'm gonna start, Um, feeling into this groundedness what you want to include in that obviously some posturing but start to include in that your ancestry start to include in that your security and the um, feeling of safety right in your body with your health with um, the connection to your family. And so that you get that grounded feeling networked in to those other parts of your life that actually gave you life. And what comes out of that is a sense of appreciation that there's a cohesiveness with all of that. right? And that may be difficult for some people because not everyone comes from a perfect home right not everyone comes from this awareness of who your great-great-grandparents were on both sides and they married this person they married that and then it was my grandfather and my grandmother on my mother's side my father's side father's cousins not everyone knows that some people come from broken homes or homes that have seen a lot of trauma and abuse. And so how does that fit in? How how does something like this make sense to the people who can't really relate to that? Well, like, well, um, you know, my grandfather was in the war. He never talked about it. He never talked about his father. Um, you know, I never met my grandmother or You know, like my my parents were orphans. There's all these things. And so, regardless of the situation, you have an ancestral lineage. And that is in you. Those original cells that are in your sacrum are the byproduct of that ancestry. And so, if there's this block preventing you from knowing who your ancestry is um, a block preventing you from having a harmonious relationship with your parents due to say traumas or abuses that block is going to show up psychologically right and that becomes obvious we will be will um, show behaviors Um, or exhibit behaviors of detachment, but in a cold way, um, will show behaviors of um, avoidance and, and fear of getting into those things. So I think that's really the kind of blockages that are being spoken about, but they don't have to be so esoteric. They can just be behaviors that are signifying what we need to actually deal with in order to promote a stream of healthy outline or healthy views healthy behaviors to start to get in and um, move things around right so a good way to think about really how to approach um, implementing um, Applying knowledge and understanding of the chakras practically in your life is Is really in two ways where you have your contemplative meditative way where You're Reading books about it. You are listening to podcasts about it. You're watching videos about it and you are Gaining knowledge and therefore thinking about it. Then going into yourself, focusing at the level of muladara, so at the base of the spine, thinking about your ancestry, thinking about your parents and your family and your security and your safety, and kind of checking off the the state of affairs and all those things, you know? Do you have any connection to your ancestry? What do you know about your ancestors? What's your relationship with your parents, with your grandparents? What's your relationship with security and safety? And from there, even just bringing those up, your body will react to it. And this will arrive intuitively. Um, Maybe there's insecurities, maybe there are fears, maybe um, doubts and shame, or there is positivity. Happy memories come about it, um, come about where you remember your fifth birthday and a certain present that you got from your grandparents, Um, the time you went to the lake with your cousins, So to have a check and balance is going to be the initial step and from there the second part is implementing behaviors in your daily life that reflect on that inner work. So if you know that you don't have a healthy relationship with your parents okay and by all means I'm not suggesting that you need to try to fix anything. If your father, your mother or siblings or whoever have been abusive to you and it's taken you a lot of courage to distance yourself and get that out of your life, I don't advise anyone to try to come back into their life And force them to change in a way so that you can have a healthy relationship with them. What can happen is that whatever is coming up as a psychological pattern or a behavior that you've subconsciously adopted from possibly abusive parents, that you can rectify that. By understanding that towards your friends now or any of your family now that you still have a good relationship with or um, someone that you're in a relationship with, like a partner, lover, that you can recognize that you are the deliverer of those patterns and you can choose to keep the patterns That perpetuated the abuse that caused a separation and distance between you and another person. And you can bring healing to it by doing that meditative work in Muladhara Chakra. And from there, knowing that you are planting new seeds in these relationships that signify to the others that you are breaking that cycle and you are breaking that pattern of abuse in your family so that's one example right the the rabbit hole in each chakra can go as deep as as possible as deep as you can go and it almost seems endless right each chakra can be explored um, to the fullest extent right so Um, Another one can be um, abundance issues. So that could be financial abundance. Um, That can be abundance of care and giving. And and so when we look at... So, when we look at the chakra, we can get a sense of how its amplification translates as more abundance, right? So, one example, and, and this seems typical to people. Is that when they first start doing um, visual guided meditations on the chakras, if if they have um, issues with the behaviors and the psychology within it, it, it appears dim, it appears hazy, it's it's hard to visualize, um, and and what happens when it's worked on? What's happened when you know that? sense of where the mind goes energy flows that it starts to become more clear it starts to um, become more vivid and more lucid and it goes from even this static image to even something that starts to turn into like a kind of gif you know It, it starts to flow and unravel and move and start to become more animated and and that's really because of the life that's being put into it, right? Our our energetic flow is our life. So when we're going in tw- inwards and we're channeling our focus and our attention down to this chakra, we're literally channeling our life into it. And so life is going to give clarity to the um, center that we're working on. And so doing that work, is going to really help with this idea of abundance um, where the abundance is transformed from a need of fulfillment to a sense of gratification through giving, right? Because there's a continual flow that starts to happen because when we go inwards and we start to focus down into this chakra we are giving our attention to that chakra we are initiating the first act of giving then when it becomes vibrant and full naturally synchronistically it starts to flow out and we are compelled to give through that and that's why there can be a synchronistic um push or a synchronistic invitation to actually reach out to people who have heard us because there's this confidence that builds up too and it's a sincere confidence it's i've worked on myself this much um i've become more financially stable i am stable in my friendships i'm stable in my behavior And you know what, I'm going to send a message to this person who bullied me when I was a kid, right? And I'm just going to let them know that, you know, this is what happened and I don't really care about the outcome because what I'm focused on is continuing this flow of giving through that care. And there's a natural security in this. You feel really secure, right? And the important thing is, is not to be attached on what the outcome is going to be because you don't know if the person is going to respond back. You don't know if they're going to be happy to hear from you or they're just going to go right into attack mode. Regardless of the outcome, right, there will be a relief from... Allowing that energy that went from inside of yourself into the center and out, right? And usually those moments are the signifiers that it's time to work on another chakra. And so I think I'm going to kind of leave it at that. Um, Just let me think here. Because we talked about the physical things, we talked about the color, we talked about the element, we talked about the shape, um, psychological things. Oh, um, the last thing I'll get into is the Bija mantra. So, LAM. Each chakra has its own Bija. With Muladhara, it's LAM, L-A-M. And... This is really great when you are really um, focusing in on the yantra and you're really focusing on the location. And um, like I said a little bit earlier, when you focus in, you bring your attention to the chakra and you kind of fill it with your energy that that energy Clarifies it, makes it clear so you can really see it inside your mind. The bija pulses vibration into it. And so there's this combination of effort that goes into animating the chakra where you're not only sending your visual energy from inside so that you can see it clearly, you're now pulsing sound, lam 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 and so that it shakes up and what it starts to shake and bring to the surface are the things that you work on in deeper and deeper ways So now imagine you are visualizing the yellow square and keep it simple. So for those of you listening, I have the image um, back on the screen of um, the traditional kind of um, yantra. So imagine you are bringing up that yellow square. You are focusing down at the base of your spine and um you've gone to the point where you can see the yellow square and then now begin to chant lam 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 internally into the yellow square and what you'll find over time because it's going to take some effort that the visualization the sound merge together and where every time you hear lam and every time you say it the yellow in the square starts to pulse with the sound and that it'll get to the point where it it starts to pulse so brightly that you can stop chanting and just focus in on the yellow square and really overtake your sense of being that this square is representing all of that security, all of that safety, all of your connection with your family and your ancestry. And so here's an important thing. Even if you've never met your grandparents, like me, I've never met my grandparents. I've met one cousin. All of my family is overseas in Serbia and kind of scattered around the world. And so I have this yearning that will never be satisfied because I, I've never been able to hug my grandmother or my grandfather on my dad's side, on my mom's side. I've never met uncles. I've never met aunts. I've never met, uh, um, other cousins. Like I said, I met one cousin who lives in Australia who came to visit, um, for a few months, like 10 years ago. So What this practice can do for someone like me, and if um, you relate to this, you can send that pulsating energy to your family, to your ancestry, and that can give you so much comfort in knowing that you are doing this interpersonal work that doesn't have to be convinced to anyone. If you're doing this, if you are sitting by yourself and you're saying, you know what, I I have some things that I need to heal that I don't think people understand, you can do it on your own and you can believe in it and you can see that it works without having to try to convince anyone else. And that's really the power of this work. Um, And that's something that took me quite a while to really figure out because i i would try to tell everyone and convince any everyone and it, sometimes it's it's met with enthusiasm like wow you, like you know a lot about this stuff and other times it's met with hostility like how dare you like i don't care about this like why why does this matter you know or it just really touches on core beliefs that causes a cognitive dissonance so knowing that is really helpful knowing that okay i can just do this on my own and see what happens right yoga really in its traditional form is about experimentation it's not about trying to prove anything it's not about trying to have this super flexible fit body and try to become an influencer and get famous on on instagram you know it's it's about exploration experimentation Okay, if you have doubts about this, if you're saying to yourself, man, like this this doesn't make sense. Like how can this be real? How can just visualizing colors and chanting some weird sound actually do anything? Try it for a while, you know? Of course, when you sit down in the first 10 seconds of you doing it, nothing's really going to happen because you need to internally change some brain states So that your body can adapt to what's happening. Your body can actually reorganize itself so it goes, oh, what you're doing here is important. And so I'm going to shut off these other faculties. I'm going to shut off these other parts to not get in the way so that we can participate fully in allowing this to unfold, right? And that's where doing some kind of regular practice is really helpful where you are saying to yourself, okay, I'm going to do this meditation once a day. Um, maybe, uh, three times a week for 10 minutes, right? I'm just going to sit down wake up in the morning, get up before I even get up and do anything. I'm just going to sit in my bed. I'm going to focus down on my root. I'm going to focus on the square. I'm going to bring up the ideas and bring up the, um, patterns of, um, my connection to my ancestry and family and security and safety and fears. And I'm just going to chant LOM into this square. Chant LOM into these patterns, into these behaviors, and just see what happens. And the nice thing about this is that you're you're not going to cause any harm to yourself. Really, it's only going to lead to benefits, Right. Because you're going to uncover things about yourself. Think of th- think of the work in Muladhara as digging for treasure, right? You're literally digging in the earth. You're going deep into yourself. You're going to the roots. You're seeing what's wrong, like why your tree isn't bearing fruit. and <clears throat> And so in that process of digging, you're going to find where and why there are ailments, where the ailments are, why they're there, you know, why do you have such a short temper to your mother, oh, maybe that actually comes from some part of your father's lineage, in how your, um, the men on your father's side treated women, and then you, that, um ignites a light bulb and you go holy shit okay well it can stop here so instead of being short with my mother instead of just getting triggered i'm just gonna bring up this yellow square in my mind i'm just gonna chant Lama a couple times i'm gonna remember that she brought me into this world and i'm gonna be more patient with her i'm gonna be more grounded with her right and of course, that's not the the typical standard, right? I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of generalizing, but I'm also aware that there's going to be people who, like I said at the beginning, haven't talked to their mom in a long time. And so if that's not possible, if you really aren't secure enough, aren't ready, um, you can talk to her in your mind right so let's let's do a little example here um think about your mother right if you already have a healthy connection you know that some of the first streams of thought some of the first memories are going to be positive right they're going to be um maybe uh, the last time you visited her Maybe it's a memory from your childhood. Maybe it's uh, some wisdom that she gave you. But on the other spectrum, if you think about your mother and all you can think about is the last time you saw her and you argued, it's naturally going to bring up that negativity, right? And so in in, in that camp, what we want to do is utilize that square. Utilize the lam. Utilize the, the bija mantra. And when that negativity starts coming up, we interrupt it with visualizing the square and going lam, 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 lam to the point where that voice will actually start to grow louder that voice will start to come up and go, no, 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 Remember, remember she called you stupid. She said that you're a waste of time and that you have nothing going on in your life. Remember, remember that one time she, you know, it'll start to come up, but you just go in more focus, more groundedness, more security, LOM, 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 LOM. And what you'll find is that voice will quiet, that voice will quiet. It'll come down. You're still going lam, lam. And there'll be this opportunity for you to choose to bring into the forefront now to repattern that cycle and to say, I love you, mom. You trigger me. And I'm going to do the best to relinquish that trigger and to be more patient and to be more loving to you. And then either a new thought will arise that is a little bit more positive, or you choose to bring up a memory where say if it's a, it's a birthday, it's an anniversary, it's um Christmas, it's some kind of holiday or something significant, um, traveling where you choose to remember a good time with your mother and what you'll find is that there is a very immediate synchronicity your mother will pick up on that she'll know it intuitively that's the connection that she has with her children and just watch what happens with that so try that exercise find the uh muladhara yantra i'll put it up uh, One more time here. So the elephant, the two deities, the square, the bija in the middle, um, the red petals. And visualize that square, chant the bija. And even notice that in the middle of the yellow square, the bija is right in the middle, right? And it's brighter than the yellow around, right? So for those of you listening, um, just search on uh, DuckDuckGo or Google or wherever and um chakra um if you kind of close the window if you haven't looked at it yet find the one with the um more traditional look to it and uh and believe in yourself that's that's the key thing here do it chant into it bring up the qualities of it allow some kind of issue to come up by itself. If nothing comes up right away, that's okay. Just again, do the bija and the visualization for 10 minutes, maybe um, each morning or whenever you can. Um, I know life is, is busy. We don't always have time to do this kind of work. That's why I'm making these videos. That's why I'm talking about it so that um, we can do it together, right? So where we're going to end this, we're going to do it together. So if you're seated and uh, you have the free time, close your eyes. If you're driving, just listen along. If you're at work, just listen along. Um, if you can, take a seat, close your eyes. Take in a nice deep breath. Exhale, sigh. At the very bottom of your breath, follow your gaze down to the base of your spine. When you inhale, fill the lungs. Exhale, sigh. And as you exhale, follow your gaze to the bottom of your spine, to the very tip of your tailbone. And start to visualize a yellow square as you are bringing your gaze down. Taking another deep inhale. Exhaling sigh. Release everything out, visualizing the yellow square. This time holding your gaze at the base of your spine, visualizing that yellow square. Now just notice the quality of it. Is it already immediately bright in your awareness or is it a little dull? Wherever it is, that's okay. Now we're going to introduce LAM and we're doing it internally silent to ourselves. So begin LAM, 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 LAM. As if you are knocking on this yellow square, Lam, 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 Lam. Just continue on your own, chanting Lam, knocking on the square, feeling the vibration meet the visualization, They're coming together, seeing how the yellow of the square starts to turn brighter starts to become more vivid and lucid as you chant lam 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 just a little bit longer here and notice if anything starts to come up what starts to come up is there a stream of dialogue are there other visualizations and just know we're we're not trying to go so deep we're just introducing this process lum 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 start to just quietly inside your mind release the mantra keep the visualization of the square and allow the square to slowly dissipate away as you just are here seated calm and relaxed, grounded, secure, and safe. Sending that package towards your ancestry, your family, your closest kin of friendship, your relationship, And just to end this with all of that in your mind, just to say inside quietly to yourself, I love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Renegade Yogi podcast experience. Again, my name is Zora Nanda and I'm, very thankful and grateful that you chose to listen into this podcast. I look forward to doing more episodes. Um, You can look forward to another guest coming up after this one. And then again, a solo episode where I go into Stana. So stick around and have a wonderful rest of your day. Enjoy.